Hello and welcome to another episode of the High Light Language Podcast. I am your host, Jeremy Hill, and we are here once again to get it clear, my friend. So I welcome on a huge friend of mine, new friend, an immediate connection friend, Heidi Syme. Heidi Syme is an amazing individual, earth angel who just brings so much love and light to this planet. And I am very excited to get into more about her life and what she brings to the earth. But before we get into more about Heidi, we are going to do our three stabilizing breaths. These three stabilizing breaths, we're going to do three of them. So take a big inhale, hold at the top for six seconds for me, and then let it out with some vibration, an ohm, a higher octave, a lower octave, make them different each breath. So we will connect, vibe in with our breathing and connect energetically so that all of these high vibe and conversation elements can serve you for your highest good. So if you are ready, I am ready. And we will begin our breathing here in three, two, one. Inhale, hold. Let it go. <sighs> Inhale, hold. Let it go. <sighs> One more. Inhale. Hold. Let it go. <sighs> Love it. Love the three stabilizing breaths. Yes, we are here again to get it clear every single day to get it clear, right? And we are going to have a high vibe and conversation with the one and only Heidi Syme. I love this girl. We met through the ethers of the internet. I met her in person in Florida and just, we changed each other's lives. We've been doing this in this realm and the etheric realms, it's amazing. So <laughs> I dreams about this girl, just doing fun stuff. It's amazing. So before I go, or we did our stabilizing breaths. Yeah. So we are going to quantumly go into a bio about Heidi. So let me tell you a little bit more about Heidi. Here's her bio. Heidi is a woman's health activist, rainbow maker, sunshine seeker, mom of six, wife of biohacker Thaddeus Owen, artist and poet. Heidi has committed her life to promote conscious parenting, loving her purpose, expanding her green and ever growing. She is a contrarian to society always seeking the edge of belief systems and challenging dogma. She practices Shivambu and teaches Kundalini yoga. She lives in Hudson, Wisconsin with her amazing family and her adorable puppy, Sage Little Bear. Yes, Sage Little Bear. <laughs> she is here now too. I love it. This is amazing. So again, Heidi Syme, everyone. You guys are in for a treat. She brings such high vibes. I met this girl and immediately connected and just was like, yes, someone who sees outside of the box is having high vibe conversations no matter what. And if you don't want to have that conversation, like, oh, the next person. here we go, like staying in our power. So Heidi, I know you are a Kundalini instructor and I experienced a lot of what you provide in Florida on our perfect Florida pyramid retreat. Yeah. And it was amazing. I'm talking lifting the veils, seeing through the etheric realms and having serious downloads of wisdom and knowledge. So it was an amazing experience. So if you want to go into a little bit about Kundalini yoga and maybe about yourself and kind of entwine the two of how you came to Kundalini yoga. For sure. Jeremy, thank you so much for having me. I'm truly honored. It's such a joy to be in your vortex and in around your energy and your frequency, man. I was like, I'm coming back from a trip and I'm feeling a little like, oh, you know, a little melancholy. And you're just like, Man, we're going up. There's no, right. there's no other place. We're the stars today. Every day, every day, every way connected her. So honored. I do have to point this out too. Like, look at the yin yang and then oh. on your shirt. And then check this out. My my um, lavender shirt with your lavender background and then your teal shirt with my teal background. Isn't it's that crazy? Like, the vibes are so real. I've had like, every spiritual moment this morning, like this rising, right? This is yeah. it. Like everything has shifted into that moment by moment spiritual space. So again, Kundalini can help us get there, everyone. And like, here we go, Heidi, tell us yeah, a little yeah, bit yeah. more about Kundalini yoga. All right. So I, first of all, like I was taking every kind of yoga class that I could imagine. And I was closing my eyes, you guys, during the stretching and, you know, whatever down dog. And I'm like, isn't anybody else closing their eyes? So that to me was like, I was searching for something to like, to go further in. And I was like, this is still outward. This is still outward. And I came across, um, who's my teacher now, her name is Maya Fines. I came across a video and this was oh years ago. And I was actually going through a pretty tumultuous relationship at the time. 
And it like really brought the inner peace in me that I was searching for in that moment, right? And I'm sitting in this like really cute little port town, Northern Wisconsin, and I'm sitting on a rock and I had my hands in Gyan Mudra on my knees and I'm like the crazy hippie in the park, you know, whatever. And I'm like doing this like back and forth and I'm chanting and I'm doing this inhale, exhale, and I'm bringing just tons of oxygen to my brain. And I'm like, oh my God, like there's something here, right? Um, so Kundalini basically you guys is breathing through the nose. You close down the eyes, there's mantra. So you speak the words, they're Sanskrit words of empowerment actually. And sometimes I don't always know what they mean, but I'm learning. Right. And, um, and then movement. So you're moving your body and sometimes we shake, we do a lot of shaking, which I know Jeremy, you do a lot. We look at him. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, Heck yeah, shaking. <laughs> yes, I love shaking. Yeah. yeah. So, um, so the Kundalini just started speaking to me. It started whispering to me. It's like, you know what? Like this feels like right action. I'm, I get to close my eyes during practice and I'm, and it's a little more sedentary than, um, than I guess normal, what people think of like vinyasa yoga and whatever. Right, so right. people have a, this misconception about it too. And it's like, it's not religious. It's not whatever. It's just, um, it's just a, a means to open up and open your heart, which is like the best thing about it. And then take your spine and we do a lot of breathing. So like in the um, beginning, Jeremy, when we were doing our breath work, I was actually squeezing and bringing the energy up my spine. Right. Want to add the next layer to that? Go right ahead. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that's just like what has intuitively come over me is like, right. how do you manage the breath while you're squeezing all of these sacred muscles, you know? know, so you're balancing your spine, yeah. <laughs> you're balancing your breath, you're balancing now your third eye vision, right? right. And, you're, and you're just, again, accumulating so much oxygen and the experience deepens over the experience, right? And this is it, like having that experience, the few that I did was just like, like I said, everybody should have a Kundalini experience because it's very transformational. And if you break beyond the limits of the body that my shoulders got sore, like we have our hands in certain positions and we're oh, spinning yeah. and twisting and incorporating breath. I'm like getting tired. It's like, uh, you know, I can always associate it to a hockey shift. Like I was tired, you know, like I have to re yep. regroup, but you get beyond the body and go into right. the the more luminescent body and here's where it's like it doesn't yeah. work. it actually feels really good look at you right. experiencing all that stimulation <laughs> well it's it's i mean the purpose is to break beyond the mind body the body barrier and let the mind do the action like so dr joe dispenza talks about that like you get to tell the stallion what to do right yeah. like you tell your body to sit its ass down and you're going to meditate for the next hour and you're not going to go anywhere i don't care if it kicks and rears and, and you know whatever it does you get to tell the body. So in Kundalini, when you're in this position and you're twisting for five minutes, you know, a lot of people are like, oh my God, that's, that's a lot. And I'm like, nope, now we're putting our hands above our head. Right. <laughs> like I'm going to push you further um, because you can do it. And if you tell the brain and the body what to do, you can do it. Right. And so like, there's no can't in, in my vocabulary. It's interesting. Um, I have like a couple, about a month ago, I had, um, a class and there was like a bigger dude. And I know he's like a huge weightlifter and he does lots of, um, what is it? Uh, what's the, mm, can't Super think of sets it. or something. <laughs> yeah. But, but there's a I'll think of, CrossFit. He does like CrossFit and you like CrossFit people are like super intense and super crazy. Oh, yeah. I think that's batshit crazy. <laughs> Me too. And I know a lot of people who do it and more powerful. Yeah. But. But here's, here's the thing. Like this guy couldn't, he couldn't, like keep up with me. I was like, well, you're not dropping your arms. Like, don't do it. I know you want to, but we're going to go all the way and you're going <laughs> to, and he was like, Oh, I'm getting sore. I'm like, no. <laughs> which I consider myself like in shape in a sense, yeah. but I was getting sore and having some serious mental like boundaries that were being set against myself and my bodily experience. And I'm like, break through, go through. Yeah. You're here to have an experience. You're at the retreat of a lifetime here to change yeah. your vibration, change your mentality, emotional fields, everything. Yeah. And then you experience the spiritual fields and it's <laughs> the, the squeezes and the crystals fluid, like, whoo, right. And then you get on the other side of that, like it's right. painful in the moment. And then you get on the other side and you're like, you're so blissed out. And you're like, oh my God, I didn't know I could feel this way. Right. right. So people are so conditioned to not feeling good and not feeling like, up, like how, how Jeremy, like, you know, just is, <laughs> but yes. we get so pressed down in our world and it's like, no, 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 no. We're, we're supposed to feel good. We're supposed to be abundant and prosperous and loving and joyous. And like, this is what life is. Right. So, right. right. So, I mean, that's, that's 
kundalini and, and you know a nutshell we do a lot of squeezing the perineum and bringing that energy up the spinal column and you know um charging the energy centers with different colors and calling them by name and really bringing up and then throwing that energy and the awareness into the crystals in the pineal gland. And they're supposed to like kind of squeeze together. Right. And the little hairs on the pineal gland are supposed to vibrate. That's the idea. Yeah. That's, you go, that's amazing. And then yeah, out the, out the crown, like we've done, we did. Right. So that's it, everybody like kind of wondering, learning, and then seeing that there is this magical fluid that lives inside of us. And like, if you learn to activate and align your chakras and incorporate breath and movement and all these different practices, like watch how now you have your um, arrow pulled and you see the bullseye and you can just hit the bullseye and experience that moment before it hits the board. Right. You see the bullseye, you can open up your channels and be allowing to receive what's happening. Cause that's, it. it's like a, a contrary way of uh, experiencing yoga. Cause I right. love how you said like, I'm a contrarian. Like you were in a yoga class and you're like, oh, like there's something to it. And I've been in yoga classes and that's how I kind of started was like, whoa. Yeah. And then an instructor brought like a meditation upon it and white light. And then I was like, all right, I love yoga. So then I got into the different realms of it, but this is it. Kundalini was like, you know, it, it, maybe it is like an adverse side of a lot of the yoga that people are normal to. And, right. uh, you know, maybe it's been tainted as it's been brought over to the USA, you know, even too. So yeah. it's like, going against the grain of what we think is real and then breaking through and then practicing yourself and then having the right, you know, experience to now explain it to others, how like this stuff is effective and you well, can feel real good. <laughs> totally. And so a couple of things on that. So Kundalini yoga, you guys, it's the mother of all yoga. It's, it was the, actually the original and everything that comes down from it. If you like, think of like a cloud, every other yoga, the vinyasa, hatha, nidra, like everything is a drop down from Kundalini, which we don't know that. Right. I and didn't so, know that. I yeah, didn't know right? that. Right. <laughs> upload. Yeah. And so Yogi Bhajan, he brought it over. He's, he had a calling and he was like, I'm supposed to bring Kundalini to the West. And this was secret knowledge. This was like, this was coveted information that the yogis and the, the in, uh, Hindus would protect. And they're like, you guys aren't ready for this. So he got a calling from the ether. And he was like, I'm supposed to bring this over to the West in California because people were so um, crazy with drugs and alcohol. And they're just getting lost in the 1960s. Uh -huh. So 1969 is when Yogi Bhajan brought it over and started teaching the West coast. And it's just kind of permeated um, eastward since then. Yeah. So, awesome. Awesome. Yeah. I do know that story. I watched some, like, uh, there was like a documentary about the whole oh, thing. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. And that's just it. Like we are now, I think open these channels on earth are open yeah. for us to practice these things and, right. you know, make it your personal practice, adapt right. it to whatever you need in life. But these are the, these are why high vibing individuals like Heidi are here to get it clear and help people realize that there are ways to, you know, feel real good, practice yeah. movement and align your chakras in the same thing. So it's just, it's an amazing thing. So totally. I like the, the whole contrarian thing. Like, so I want you to explain that. Cause I love that <laughs> about you and like contrarian, like explain what a contrarian is to some of our listeners who might not know. Okay. So it's contrarian. Contrarian. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I like how you say it though. I want to use that. Yeah. Me. <laughs> contrarian. Um, I don't yeah. know. It is contrary, like Mary, right. Mary, quite contrary. There's a lot of stuff right. in like nursery rhymes that are hidden meaning. Right. meaning. So um, contrarian really is just like somebody who goes against society. So if somebody says this in society, I'm going to do the opposite. And I've always just been like innately, like I just do that. And I don't, I always thought it was like, oh, I'm a saggy um, or <laughs> I'm just, you know, like I see things and I'm like, no, I'm actually like, I just don't do what other, other everybody else does. I don't know. And I, it doesn't feel like right action to me. So, you know, you get little, when you're, you're working your, on your journey and you're growing and, you know, like you get these little like spurts of, oh, Hey, listen to me. Like I'm your inner voice and this isn't right action for you. This doesn't feel right in your heart or in your gut. So don't do that. Right. So I was always like a fringe, I'm an artist and I was always on the fringe of society and just not buying into all of it. Right. So even with my kids, like I unschool them and I don't want them to be indoctrinated into the institutions of, you know, what, what I see. Right. right, and that's, right. Just my, that's just my opinion. Yeah. So um, in every society, there's always a contrarian. And back in like, you know, uh, middle ages, the, the king's court always had a jester. 
it's the same thing. Native American people, the Lakota, they have a Hayoka, Hayoka, H-E-Y-O-K-A. And the Hayoka would always live contrary to society and it keeps society from becoming homogenous. You do not want a society where everybody thinks and acts the same because then you start getting into trouble, which I mean, right. you could pontificate from there, but right, right, <laughs> right. we'll digress, but like, no, yeah. that's just it. Like we have this ancient wisdom that is like flowing all around us. And then like, we have society that's like, you know, infiltrated this ancient wisdom and made right. it certain things so we have to be this like contrary like when i'll never forget when you said it in florida like something clicked in me where i was like yeah contrary to like everything because i've always said that and any words that we even try to use are still reductionistic to try to explain anything so if that's why i've called my podcast the highlight language podcast it's like if we were to go and like you would start to get it on a deeper (laughs) level almost you know so like staying staying against the grain and like being contrary to like maybe even your inner voice that's trying to guide you too right i know i've had some mixed signals of like you know you can't do this or you can't do that like those are like deep shoutings to my higher self of like yes you can <laughs> you know right? so, so it's again changing that script and then being that uh yeah that that a counter acting force that like is going against maybe what you're thinking experiencing or anything like that i, I love that about you <laughs> well and i and i you know I, I do it with love right and i bring yeah. joy and like my whole idea with my children has always been like i just want to create um good humans on this planet and that's why like maybe i'll point to my bindi right yeah. it's like why is this white girl wearing a bindi on her head and a lot of people ask me that and i get a lot of that because my husband's an influencer on instagram and i got that a lot and they're like why are you wearing a, a, a bindi and i'd spent some time in india and I was actually there with a, a, a like a group of um, architect students and we were studying architecture. But when you're in India, like you can't not be in the spiritual container of India. It's so insane. So we're in um, New Delhi and we're creating this sculpture for a, a, a school. It was called Vidya. And the headmaster woman came out and I said, what is it about Hinduism? You guys that, you know, like, what's your thing? I just like in a, in a short sentence. And she goes, we teach our children to be good humans. And I went, I do that. I do that. And I'm like, oh my God. And so I started wearing the, you know, they, they want you to wear the bindi when you're there. And I'm like, I'm going to keep wearing this because this is my reminder to the cosmos. This is my reminder to my Dharma here. Like, why am I here? Right. And so the reason I am here, one of them is to, I have six children (laughs) and yeah, right. Four of them are my own, two are stepchildren. And I'm like, I I raise really good humans. And if anybody's ever met any of my children, like they can talk to people, they're kind, they're, they're in, they're always in service. And they're just like, you know, like, I don't know. I don't want to be, feel, feel too like, oh, you know, I don't know. I don't know how I want to say that, but you guys know what I'm talking about. And they're they're just good humans. Right. And so this is, this is a contrarian thing to do. I live in a very small town in the Midwest and people look at me and they're like, what is up with that girl? And I'm like, you know, I don't care. Like it's good practice. <laughs> right? that's it, that's it. It's really interesting, Jeremy, because most little kids will look at me and they'll be like, and then I'll just wave and I'll smile. Cause you know, we don't, I, I, I show my smile in public. Right. Right, me too. <laughs> yep. And, um, I'm just like, you know, I make contact with them and the parents never say anything, but the kids are always like, what's that thing on your head? Or why is that red dot on your head? And right. um, it's so hard to explain to a child that. And I'm like, it's, uh, um, my seat of intuition. <laughs> <laughs> like, you mean what I was for mommy, you know, like- <laughs> <laughs> I come up with some like esoteric thing and they're just look at me and they go, Okay, cool. Yeah, it's left, up, down, centered. And then that's it. Like these indigenous people, like we think are indigenous, they just know how to parent children. And that's like something that I I met her son, Jackson. And again, very enlightened individual who just brought a different energy vibe of like, he's 19, right? And I was like, it was like a easy conversation with a 19 year old and like an enlightened conversation too. So again, I've met her kid and it's, it's amazing how like, yeah, you unlearn them. Some of the things in the, the old programming that we had to experience to now know how to direct uh, a child into its greater highest self and never oh. pumping the brakes on that. 
yeah. you know? So yeah. just letting the authentic <laughs> come through. <laughs> so totally. that's amazing. Well, and I've been doing that since they were five. So I call it gentleman training and people, people are like, well, what's gentleman training? Where do I find that? And I'm like, well, I just do it. <laughs> like, right. yeah, I'm writing the book on it, but like, you just do it. You just teach your kids to be good people. Like, it's not that hard. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. And again, I think that there's probably a lot of a different opinions on how to parent your children out there. But again, you're like consciously parenting your children. Cause I've always even said this and I don't even have any kids. I got two fur, fur babies. But yeah. like, if I say to like a parent, I'm like, think about the lessons that your new baby or your young child is teaching you and yeah. think of it like that big time because they're teaching you big time and it is you on a deep level. So like you're getting information reciprocated from yourself in a deep, deep way. But oh. this is it. Like think of those lessons that your children are giving you and also have that like next level thinking of, I don't want them to experience some of that lower vibrational stuff I experienced in my life. I totally. want them to experience ease and grace in this place. So right. it's, again, I think it's such a cool thing. And like around that, um, you know, I have very little knowledge about like parenting children, but here we go. If you got a conscious being who is, is concerned about like certain things that I know that we had master like talks on and like, I don't know if there's some like things that you can express to some of our listeners who maybe have kids of like, here's a good start for your kids. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah. So I was just on a podcast and it was, um, it was called raising free range kids, <laughs> which I thought that was kind of funny. Sounds um, perfect. <laughs> yeah. Right. So I guess, you know, there's so like, where do I start? There's so many things. Um, here's one, one like really sweet takeaway that parents can do. And you can start this really early with kids too. Um, toddlers get this, but even up to teenagers, my teenager still does it to me. If I'm in the middle of a conversation, like one of my pet peeves, Jeremy, is when somebody's little schmumpskin is like, mommy, 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 you know, like trying to get in the conversation or trying to get mom's attention or dad's attention. And it's like super disruptive. How can you have a conversation with somebody, you know, and you're like, dude, like take care of your kid or, you know, we pass some judgment on it. We're like, or, or tell them to shut up (laughs) one or the other. (laughs) Right. Like sometimes I find myself in that camp and I'm like, your kid is out of control. Like, what are you doing? You know, (laughs) like take care of business here. Um, Cause I I'll lose my, my, uh, trajectory. So, right. um, one little thing that you can do is teach your kid that when, if there's something that's important, when mom and dad are in a conversation with somebody, they can come up and they can put their hand like on your arm, you know, on, on your, on your forearm or your hand or whatever. And then that lets them that, that tells mom and dad, like, Hey, I have something I need, I need from you. And it's slightly important, right? Like it's not, it's something like I, I can't, you know, you coach them on like, if you're going to do it, it has to be of some urgency. So put your hand on, on their arm and then I'll take my hand and I put it on their hand. And that way I'm telling them with the body language that I, that I acknowledge you, I'm going to continue talking to whoever I'm talking to right now, but I'm acknowledging you and I know you're there. And then I coach them on this. And I say, the minute I can find a break in the, in the conversation or when it's up, you know, on my terms of when I'm going to stop, I will then turn to them and say, Hey, you know, um, excuse me, just one moment. My child needs something. And then I turn to the child and I say, Hey baby, what can I do for you right now? And I, and I, you know, you, you give them that attention, you take your attention away from them and then you give it to them. They now feel heard. They feel respected. They feel loved. And then they can do whatever they need to ask you. And then they, they go away. Right. And so that's just like a really great little tip for parents that you don't have to have the, the kid that's being an obnoxious. Right. Right. And I, I mean, yeah, I've like witnessed that in public and everything. And like, yeah. and that's it. The body language speaks wonders to whoever you're around it speaks probably even wilder wonders to children because they're the wild wondrous ones so they'll understand and then they'll give you your space to direct your conversation accordingly because that's it like i I feel like it is a a frequency when you have conversation with people and you want to give people your undivided attention and then and then you know here comes little one and hey i want this or need or need and it's like man those wants and needs you can start to help the little one you know See if this is something that I need or want, or is this important that mom needs to know now, you know, Absolutely. so 
Yeah, you can do it all that with respect and love, right? Like there's nothing disrespectful in any way, shape or form in, you know, for either party. Right. And, and you're the center of that. And you're, the, so basically, you're, I mean, you're taking the leadership in that. Right. You're, you're leading the conversation and you're leading the um, parenting. And so many, so many parents, I just see this over and over and they're just let the kid like do whatever. And it's like, that's not leadership in parenting. Like, what are you teaching them? You know, right. like that. It's just like, how, what are they going to act like then when you're not there? <laughs> right, right. I love right? it. Like, sing it, sister, because this yeah. is it. like, we need to allow this greatness to come out of our children, yeah. but like also be able to pull the reins on these wonderful unicorns <laughs> that are gracing our earthly right. planes and like are the ascended knowledge that a lot of us need. And right. it's like, how are we going to allow it to come through? So that's amazing. And I hope our listeners can really, you know, dive deep on that and close their eyes and like, how maybe there is something pulling your energy and it's too far away from what's could maybe even be helping your consciousness or like how you're helping somebody else and you give it all to your children. And then that doesn't leave space for family or friends too. Right. Exactly. So. Well, and yeah, um, I was just going to say one other thing and I, and I just lost it. <laughs> it's all good. We are constantly yeah, having this conversation. It is amazing. And that's why I wanted to talk to you about like conscious parenting um, and, and going against the grain and like being that thinker. Cause I know that this is a super um, new thing to me and I've experienced it, but it's called Shivambu. And she explained <laughs> it to me, Heidi Syme sh shared this with me uh, over just an initial call for an event that I, I performed an online energy transmission with her group. And we just had this long, nice, awesome conversation. Like again, immediately felt connection with this woman. So, and she started talking about Shivambu and like this urine therapy. And I'm like, dude, something like lit up in me. And something inside of you might cringe at the thought of using your urine as a therapy for greatness. And I'm like, oh my gosh. Okay. So I started dabbling. I did this and that. <laughs> if you want to go into a little bit more about Shivambu as we like totally flip the script and go into yep. another total different thing. I love, it. I love how this show, it just flows and like, dude, cover Shivambu. Tell a little yep. bit of our listeners about what Shivambu is. Yeah, let's just go like let's just get weird here, man. Yeah, <laughs> I love it. Your highlight language conversations. Man. Yeah, totally. Um, okay, so there there's ancient practice called Shivambu, and I, th I think like it keeps popping up in a lot of people's lives, which is really interesting. So it popped up in my life and I started judging the person that did it. And I was like, well, you're really gross. Like I would never do that. And I'm like finding myself being super judgmental. And then I'm having this like really big reaction to it, Jeremy. And I'm like, why am I having this big reaction to it? So months go by and then I hear about it again. And this friend of mine was drinking his morning urine. And I'm like, that's gross, dude. Like, what are you doing? Like, I'm a biohacker. I, I like do all this experimental stuff. My husband and I have drank turpentine. We've drank bleach. We've drank. I mean, we do all the, all the crazy shit. Like we'll <laughs> test it out. Well, I'll let Thaddeus test it out first. <laughs> right, right, right. He's a chemical no engineer. So I let him do the dosing on all that stuff. Stuff. Yeah, there's just like <laughs> parasite cleanses that we do. And my favorite one was a shot of tequila every day for 30 days, 15 minutes before dinner. It's like an ounce though. And it's like a parasite cleanse. Anyway, so I'm like judging my friend again. I'm like, dude, I can't believe you're, you're drinking your urine. Like that's so gross. And then I heard one of my favorite people who's a naturopathic doc practitioner. She lives in um, Canada and I actually only use her face cream on my skin. It's called facelift in a jar um, because not all skin creams are created equal. And she just does like, like Jeremy, like you read her description on the jar and it's like, and then it, the last thing it says infused with 432 Hertz, you know, like, you know, right. you're onto something good <laughs> is built in the lotion. All right. I'll slap yeah, it. totally. <laughs> it's so good. So anyway, and she's just like really aligned with all this stuff that, uh, in, that's are happening in the world that I like to follow her. Her name is Amanda Vollmer. And so I heard a podcast and I was like, okay, wait, why is Amanda talking about urine therapy? And, you know, so I start listening to it and I'm like, holy shit. Like there's something here and maybe my friend isn't that gross. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, oh my God. I'm like judging him. And like, he knows all this. So I, I don't care, whatever. Right. Um, yeah. So I started researching it myself and I just got really, really curious. Right. And I think that's like something that I, that I really want to instill in children and in my children is like, stay curious, you guys, because the minute you like 
camp somewhere. Like that's that dogma thing, right? Yeah. The minute you camp somewhere and you're dogmatic about something, you just close your whole, pers- your, your blinders are on and you, you don't, you don't want to live here, right? Like there's this whole open world yeah. to, to know. So I got really curious. I read 10 books, like in literally like in 10 days. And I was just like, uh, I need more information. Right, right. <laughs> because I'm interested and I want to practice this. And I learned enough. I heard from Amanda. And so like Amanda's basically like my security blanket. Like I trust her. She's a naturopathic doctor. And I was like, okay, so I'm just going to kind of follow what she was doing. So I started with just a couple drops anyway, like we can get into that part of it if you want to, but what it is, you guys, is that basically it's a self-vaccination. So in your urine, it's actually not a waste product. And I know this is like, if people hear this for the first time, if you haven't heard of urine therapy, um, there's been a huge misconception of what and how our body works. I mean, think of how miraculous our bodies are, you guys. Like God's spirit, creator, creatrix, whatever you want to call it, peacock. Um, <laughs> it, it created us in all in perfection. Like think about how your organs even just work together, right? Like how do we even know? How does anybody ever cut a living person up? And you know what I mean? So like, right. I know, (laughs) but but really like, okay. So in utero, you are actually bathing in your own urine for nine months. And that's the golden elixir that you are growing in. And then tell me, what does a baby smell like when they are born? Like it's the most beautiful smell. It's the most beautiful skin. It's the softest hair. It's literally the fountain of youth. Like it is so crazy. (laughs) So if you're having any cognitive dissonance, listening to this right now, like there's a lot of great books and I'll just hold up one really quick. This is kind of like one of the, Oh, let's see. Uh, I don't know how these are. The quantum. Yeah. It's in the quantum. Oh, here. The golden, the golden fountain and, um, Vanderkroon. Anyway, Um, he just has like, he goes through all the history of it and then the science of it, but basically it's like a hologram, like your water, right? Like we're like 95% water and it's a living hologram within our body. So your urine is actually like a holographic you. Okay. So in the morning it has the most stem cells, the most vitamins, the most minerals. It's, it's not waste. And like, people are like, Oh no, it's excretion. No, 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 no. That is literally the Rockefeller foundation that is behind teaching all the medical doctors in the world that this is something that they cannot teach to people because it's free. Okay. So I I get really like, and it's like, it's a conspiracy and there's laws that were passed back in the 1940s. Um, there was a doctor practicing and he was a naturopathic doctor they passed a law that only a medical doctor could prescribe urine therapy. And why would they do that? Right. He was cure. He was literally curing people of cancer and diabetes, but he would get the craziest of the crazy, you know, whatever. And he would put them on a urine fast and he would absolutely bring them back to vibrant health. So they saw him doing this and they're like, Nope, we're going to chunk that down. So, and then we're going to rewrite the medical books so that nobody will really know what this is, except for the Hindus, you know, like over in, in China, or in China, in, the, in India, but 3 million people around the world practice Shivambu. And so when I say Shivambu, that means the ancient, um, the ancient like Indian practice, which is written in the book, it's called the Shivambu Kalpa. And so that was written 5,000 years ago or so they say, um, I just feel like, I don't really believe much of what was written in the past and timelines. Cause I, I'm not chronological and timelines are not linear, right? Like everything's right. cyclical. So whenever that was written and it was basically Shiva teaching his wife, Pavarati, how to use urine as a fountain of youth. You can apply it to your skin. You can put it in your hair. You can put it as an eye wash. So basically what I heard on this podcast with Amanda Vollmer is that you, the minute that you get stung by a bee, let's say a bee stings my hand, within 15 seconds, the anti-venom is already in my urine. And this is where the creator created our bodies in perfection. Okay. It's the anti-venom. So if you get stung by, and this came up on a recent podcast I was listening to, this woman got a ton of bee stings, not just one. 
So you have to keep drinking. It's called looping. So that's like kind of like the next level to it. So you have to have more, you have to ingest more anti-venom, but it comes in out in your urine. And so there's all these different components, right? right. So, um, so drinking your urine. So she gave it to her kid. She got stung by a bee and her kid normally would go into anaphylactic shock. So they're like out at this park on the outskirts of town. And she was like, Oh crap. She's like, uh, she talked to her kid and she's like, okay, you know how mommy has been like doing this weird urine therapy thing. And I keep talking to you about it. And this kid was like five, her daughter. <laughs> and she was like, yeah, you know, whatever. She's like, I need you to pee into my hand, like pee into my hand. <laughs> there's, there takes some trust, right? That's some good parenting. Let me tell you. Yeah. And there's some conscious parenting. And so she pees into her hand and she puts just a couple drops. Cause the two glands that are underneath your tongue are information centers and they send the information to the rest of your body. So the anti-venom goes into the information center and then she puts the rest of it topically where she got stung. She never swelled up. She never went into anaphylactic shock. She never did anything, never had any pain or anything. It just completely healed on its own. So consciousness upload, like, are you hearing this people like (laughs) be in the woods and get stung and not know what to do, but you don't have uh, your EpiPen or whatever. And you could be going into shock and you have the (laughs) antivenom. It's just this unknown knowledge and not taught to uh, the youth. (laughs) They they want you to buy uh, Jeremy, the $350 EpiPen and not tell you that you have your own (laughs) antivenom. Right. Right. I mean, there's so many layers to the conspiracy behind that. But um, it's, you know what, like, so I'm, I'm very compelled that it, this is information that parents need to know. And so it goes really, it like really aligns with my conscious parenting. So I'm actually starting a podcast on awesome. um, Shibambu. <laughs> I knew it. I quantumly knew that you were going yeah. to do this. So like, yeah. good. I, I'm pumped and I'm going to be sending you so much energy raise. <laughs> um, thank you so much. Well, and one other, like, let me just say one other thing too, that I think is really oh. important. So with your urine, I actually, so I love words and I, and like you, like this is a light oh, yeah. language podcast, right? So this is, this is actually perfect. So when we talk about the word urine, there's many layers to that as well. And if you search up the etymology of it, it actually goes back to like, old French, old Latin, old blah, 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 whatever. And then it's, it's rain, sea, pure, clean. (laughs) Like that's the definition of urine in the etymology of it. Like, I I mean, if you don't know what etymology is, the history of the word. So, and then from urine, purine is in urine. And if you look up the etymology of the word purine, it's the same thing. It's like pure, clean, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, well, why, what? And so my brain, this is like some of the first things I started doing. And I'm like, you know, like, you can feel the I'm like you're in, you're in, like you're <laughs> in, in. Like, okay. totally. okay. but that's me in my words. <laughs> right. And there's so much of that. And so like Yuri, you are, I, excuse me, in Hebrew means the flame within the light within, like mm-hmm. I have a friend who's um, Israeli and he's like, yeah, Uri. And he's like, it's the, it's the light within. I'm like, the light within. I'm like, <laughs> oh my God. Like that's, that's it. That's what it is. So basically, um, what I do is like, I, I drink my morning urine and like, I started out really slow and I like, I'm not ashamed to say this anymore. Right. Like I was in the water, I was in the water closet for a long time. (laughs) I was too. Like, I was like, holy cow. Like, look at this lady. And that's after brings it through to the cow. Um, because (laughs) Cause this is it. Like I started off with just homeopathic drops yeah. and this and that. And then I had like a full glass and would feel all this like activation in my pineal gland. My ultra uh, major chakra would go nuts. I would have deeper meditations. It was like yeah. an immediate upliftment. And I'm like, okay, there's something to this. Yeah. And then like in my circle, my one friend on a Facebook post posted just like some culture with a guy like you think you're having a bad day and he's under this oxen like just getting rained on with the urine and and i'm like immediately upload of like the consciousness that heidi passed to me i'm like that guy is going through a ritual ceremony that is shifting him beyond the veils of the third dimension because he's like showering himself rubbing it in his eyes and his face and it's like a revered thing in other cultures Where now we're hearing it and thinking, yuck, but like your toilet loves all your sacred gold elixir that you send away for, to wherever, right? And this is it. Like I wrote on the post, I'm like, you know, like I know that's like nasty looking to you, but it's actually revered in their culture. And that guy is like taking himself to the next dimension. And like, again, I'm not afraid to say it too. I've taken a glass of mine and just like, boom, right on the top of my head, showering myself. And I'm like, dude, I feel amazing. And I'm like, why would I be afraid of what I am hydrating 
myself with. Like I drink pristine, good water, filtered right. water and like good distilled water. I kind of wanted to talk to you about that because that's a big dogma out there. It's like, you don't drink distilled water. You can't drink too much of it. You'll demineralize. Yeah. And then I started to drink more distilled water, start to take some of the trace minerals out of my water, starting yep. to see clearer pee. I'm like, Right? This is it. Like I'm hydrating the deepest glandular systems in myself and activating my third eye. And then I sip on some of my pee. I'm yep. like, and then doing squeezes in my breath work. And it's like, <laughs> you know, like you are sending the crystals fluid up, up into that milk and honey mixture in your pineal gland and totally. adding more pressure. And like, again, hydrating those crystals. I feel like that's it. And I've, I don't even care. I'll say it here. I've peed into my own hand and then snorted it up my nose. As I remember you saying that. And I'm like, <laughs> you know, like it's weird. It's weird, but I'm afterwards. I'm like here having pulsations in my third eye, and then I close my eyes, and I'm like seeing golden lights, and you know, and now I'm working in like the hologram realms, and it's made it easier for me to bring up people's holograms and heal. So Shivambu is such a crazy thing for a lot of my listeners to listen to. Yeah, I've expressed it on another share that I was on uh, another podcast, and again, it was like something almost clicks in their higher selves. Like they don't have to really necessarily agree with it, but something in their higher selves is going to yeah. be like, dude, yeah, there's something ancient about this. Cause I've now reached out to some of my like people that I look to up, look up to in the spiritual realm. And I'm like, have you ever heard of a urine therapy? And they're like, dude, everything I've ever learned, all the doctors, all the research, they've like backed urine therapy as like the way to go. And I've right. wrote it on some of my friends, like going against like, the hardest pains of their lives. And I'm like, try urine therapy. You know what I mean? And like, if you take prescription medicine, like you got to get in touch with your physician, like have a conversation. But like, what if you told your physician that you're like, that's just giving you white pills, spun around and steel drums your whole life, that you're like on urine therapy and it helps with this and that. And you've done your research and then you can lower your doses and start to, you know, have this correlation with, again, the sacredness of that you are like, you produce this liquid what is coming out of you? Like if you're drinking Coca-Cola's all day, like, I don't know if you should be drinking your urine, but if you're like drinking pristine uh, distilled water, reverse osmosis water, coconut water, like, and that's what I think it tastes like. It's like coconut yeah. water, yeah. a little spice, you know, like, and I it's mean, not it's actually clean. that bad. Totally. It's clean, right, right. It's distilled. It's like, well, you, you've educated me. It's spun out of the urethra and structured more. Structured, like, yeah. <laughs> it like everything clicked. <laughs> That's why, like, you guys, when I say, like, we're made in perfection, everything in our body is in perfect alignment, right? Mm-hmm. So when your urine, what Jeremy was saying is, like, when your urine comes out of your ureter, right, it is actually spinning. And I don't know if you, like, if a lot of your listeners know what structured water is, right. but basically it's, like, spinning the water counterclockwise so that it aligns and is able to hydrate your cells and to acclimate into your body like better right oh it's like so counterclockwise wait i know that's like i was like because i spin my water with my no, no, right clockwise hand. no clockwise okay okay because i spin my water with my right hand and for some yeah. reason today i tried my left like biomechanic fix you know no, movement, and i was like spinning it to the left so i bet you both are worth worth it i mean <laughs> whatever you whatever you think is right action <laughs> it's is right. funny how i did that this, yeah. this, this <laughs> right uh, that's funny but go that's- ahead go go into more well, I was just going to say, yeah, so you're right. It is, it is clockwise. I got that mixed up for a second. Um, oh, well, oh, well. Yeah. Well, in the Kundalini world, we do a lot of things anti-clockwise and clockwise. So sometimes yeah. I forget which goes where. <laughs> same, same. Yeah. 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 So, so what Jeremy was saying with the distilled water, you guys, here's how some, like, if you're more maybe of a logical thinker um, and you're like, okay, well tell me the science on this and blah, blah. So you're there's, there's four distillates. There's actually, actually, I think four. Five. So let me, let me just go through them with you. So you can distill water right on a tabletop distiller. Um, so you're basically making your own rainwater. Okay. And that eliminates so many toxins. And my husband is really good at like telling you like what the actual toxins are, but you don't get some of the really volatile um, VOCs out of it if you just drink distilled water. So we purify ours in a Berkey afterwards and we get the rest of the chemicals out. But if you structure it and you do that spin, because water holds memory and you want to, there's emotions that are in water. So if you're drinking tap water and people are, you know, like they have pharmaceuticals in them and they're, they're, it's in there, your urine, right? So then that actually goes back into our groundwater supply and there's emotions that are tapped in that. So when you spin it, I actually have a little machine, it's called a woo way. 
and it spins the, the water to the right. And it makes it seem as if, um, I mean, it's trying to replicate, right? Like the water cascading down a waterfall in a mountain scene. So then it's, it's basically erasing the memory or the trapped emotions that are in the water and making it, and then, and then back to like the distilled is making it alive. So if you break down the word, since we're in the light language podcast, <laughs> the word distilled, think about that, distill made alive <laughs> bring it alive and so <laughs> yeah, like, Let's go. Um, so yeah we're told this lie i remember my mother was like don't ever drink the distilled water it's just for our iron i'm gonna iron your dad's shirts with it and blah blah and i'm like why like why would you do that and she's like well because because it won't leave mineral traces like behind in the iron i'm like <sighs> really well wasn't oh. wouldn't that be better for our bodies so anyway there's a man his name is andrew norton weber you can look him up on youtube he's a little hard to find he's very esoteric but he talks about these four distillates and so rainwater or natural rainwater which is polluted so don't drink that <laughs> <Let's> <laughs> filter it um right. but that was what our ancients probably used right, right. and so they drank rainwater and then <clears throat> um fruit any fruit juice or vegetable juice so fruits and vegetable juice is what so they take through their roots, they bring water up and into their bodies, right? And they're, Jeremy, they're transmuting the water that has the minerals in it. They're transmuting it so it is more bioavailable to our body. So they're taking it from an inorganic mineral, a rock, and they're transmuting it into an organic mineral, vitamin and mineral for our body, which is so magical. That's why, that's why they're here to help us and to transmute the distilled water into our body. Yes. <laughs> awesome. I love it how like you even have hacks to like simulate the water coming down a mountain. Like that would be again, like she said, what our ancestors would have had as the only available source. Yeah. So like they were only drinking really good water and right. structured and distilled and all that good and vibing from the sun rays hitting it, everything. Yes. So much information. And that's what I've said in previous shares is that like the structured water, this exclusion zone water, this great water that is in us is mm -hmm. in the plants. It's right. in the apples, it's in the kale, it's in the spinach, it's in the tomatoes, everything. You can squeeze it and then have all that liquid out and then you ingest it. There you go. You're going to actually be able to take that sacred water and hydrate your cells deeper. So totally. it's like going from like, you know, urine therapy back to like, look at the plants, uh, their urine. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's like yeah. sacred liquid that's coming out of them. So it's yep. like, see us ourselves as the plants and then you, and you treat yourself like a plant Right. And you ingest plants and have a clean diet and you're watching some of the, some of the more, uh, you know, things that might coagulate your luminescent, uh, your, your, no aqueous body. You know what right. I mean? Yep. Like she was saying, it's like 95%. And like, I've heard many different opinions on how much water we're actually made of, but like, how do you hydrate your nails and your hair? And I'm like, yeah. dude, it's all hydrated. So we're like, yeah, I am re resonating with the 95%. I've heard 75, I've heard 80, I've heard this. Yeah. And I'm like, dude, it's like 90, 95. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm like, I'm floating in the astral realms and traveling my consciousness here. Like, I don't, I don't know what I am these days, but I know that I am luminescent more yeah. than I am matter. And totally. look at water, just look at it. It is crystals. And the more crystals you have floating around in your body, the more that you can produce crystals out of your sacred vessel. And Absolutely. it's all for harvesting, you know, too. <laughs> Look at Dr. Emoto's work, right? Like you put in that negative energy into the water crystal and you put it under a microscope and it's all distorted and asymmetrical and there's like right. no vibrancy to it. And then right. you give it the love and you see the perfection. I just saw, um, it was a snowflake or it was a crystal. I can't remember where it was on, on, on it was another YouTube video or something. And they showed the, under the microscope, Jeremy, there was a woman inside. There was like this muse. Yeah inside the freaking crystal yes. <laughs> i said it's in every crystal in every drop of water but here we go like now they can take high-powered microscopes look at it and be like look there's a woman dancing in there and rays of sunshine and sacred geometry are coming yeah. uh, from her merkaba that she traveled yeah. there and is like chilling in this whole totally. universe I'll, I'll have to find that and send it to you because you'd trip on that oh i would love it yeah. i, I yeah. trip on anything <laughs> yeah right well let me let me go back to the other distillates so the fourth distillates we got plants we got rainwater and then we've got um urine so urine is a distilled it's structured it's ultra filtered and ultra um wait, ultra filtered ultra structured <laughs> just distillate so that's basically what it is yeah ultra distilled it's the cleanest water that you can basically drink 
because your body is made up, your, your kidneys are made up of thousands of nephrons and it's a filter. So if you, if you're taught that your, your kidneys are a waste, um, like center, it's actually the liver. So it goes to the liver first. And then the blood is filtered through the liver. And then that goes out the back passage, which is truly the waste. And then it goes into the kidney where it goes through the structure of filters. So your, your urine is the most ultra filtered structured water you can put back into your body. Um, and then the, yeah, the last one is milk. So if you get raw milk, um, goat milk, breast milk, it's the same thing. Um, and think about it. If it's coming out of your body, like your body, like I remember when I was breast, this might be a little much, but I was breastfeeding my children and I, I could see the milk come out and it would do that same twist. And yeah. I'm like, Whoa, this is of course so it does. <laughs> yeah. it probably twists when we sweat out, sweat through our pores. It probably I'm sure it does. Yeah. <laughs> but people, people think that, you know, like our body has these systems. So our breath is where toxins come out, our lymphatic system, our sweat, and then our back passage. But so many people misconstrue that. And they think that urine is in that same passage and it's, it's not, it's a, it's a filtration system. So if you're out in the desert and you, you're going to die, right? Let's just go straight to survival here. Um, and, and you find yourself, if you wait too long and you are dehydrated and then you start looping your urine, you, you will die. You probably will die because you cannot rehydrate from being dehydrated in that situation without drinking cactus water or something. <laughs> right, right. Like, so if you're already ahead of the game, so if you're in and your body will detox. So if you start drinking large amounts of it, because like what we were talking about with the distilled water, how Jeremy was explaining, like your body starts clearing out all that inorganic matter. And you probably have a lot of bowel movements and you're just detoxing super hard. If you don't start slow with urine therapy, you could get like flu-like symptoms and like really hard detox symptoms. Right. So you really, really want to take it slow. And if you're curious, there's a, there's a lot of references. Um, I don't know how, if you want me to provide you a list of that, I can certainly send you my notes. Like, yeah, I yeah, we can, yeah, we can stick some stuff in the show notes about yeah, all this amazing that. research. That's like on this d- divine old school tactic that is just now for the new age healing. Cause we're right. going through a lot on this planet, but it is also something that we can heal. And, and reveal the deepest parts of the self. Hold it up to your chest. Okay. Oh, there you go. So this is this is Shiva, and this is his wife, Parvati. And this is a book by Brother Sage is his name. And so he, this one's on the manual for urine therapy for teachers and therapists. So I kind of like, I've moved into this realm now. <laughs> amazing, because that's it. Like nobody I know other than you, because you brought it into my consciousness mm-hmm. field and is like, promoting this and like i like i said i've like just put it on some of my stuff my friend's stuff and i'm like just try this and like who knows what they do or if they research it at all but i'm hearing a lot of good feedback from uh professionals like heidi and other people who are like dude yeah like there's no negativity around it and now you can do your research do your due diligence and start to you know guide yourself with it and like even just when you were explaining there like my consciousness got uploaded because like i would have like 12 ounces of it. And I'm like, I had some like, boom, like movements in my gut of like, whoa. And like what's happening. And then now I'm realizing like that could be pulling along some stuff that maybe was like against the walls and saying, Hey, I'm a, I'm a hieroglyph here. Who's saying been around for years. (laughs) You know what I mean? And I'm like, here we go, push it through with this sacred elixir. And now here we go. I'm feeling a little bit more lit, more connected to my astral body and my physical body. And like, not having as much cravings or hormonal fluctuations, like all good things that have come from just even homeopathic drops is what I started out with. And now I drink like a glass and I'm like, Whoa, <laughs> it's going in. I'm going in next level. Jeremy start, right. start looping and fasting. <laughs> yeah, Cause I want, I wanted to ask you about that, but we're going to have to connect on like another share. Cause we're in, like kind of coming up yep. at the end of our time, but, um, but this has been great. And like something that I like to, um, ask my guests is to share with us something that you do for your rising routine or your nighttime routine. Like what's just something totally you totally out there, small, big, whatever that you do in your rising or your nighttime, just something that you can share with our listeners to again, give us this Christ consciousness, this higher level vibe thinking of, uh, yeah, how we operate on this planet. Totally. So something brand new that I've been practicing, which is it's super quick and it's like super fun beyond when I rise. First thing I do is drink 
all of my urine. Some people just do a clean catch, but I drink all of it. And then I come back into bed and I do my meditation. Cause like that's the golden elixir and, and it's um, decalcifying your pineal gland as well. So um, St. Germain, have you heard of St. Germain, Jeremy? Yeah, I've heard of him. Okay. So like crazy, I don't, I don't know, Christ consciousness or ascended master, just like super groovy dude. You would totally like just love him um if you heard this man his name so he's a descendant of saint germain his name is fortune count fortune saint germain and he's the 10th descendant from the ascended master saint germain um and that was like 17th century so 1600s um anyway he's got this ritual that he does in the morning and he spins this is where i was remembering the counterclockwise thing so he spins a blue tornado around his entire body in like a vortex. And then have you heard of the violet light of St. Germain? I have been working in a violet light. Yes, as of late in a meditation series. I'm I'm in, yeah, so that's amazing. Violet flames and stuff, yeah. Okay, so you inhale through the crown, you inhale the um, blue light, and then you inhale red light in from the um, root chakra. You bring it in to the heart center, mix it up and turn it to this violet, like this purple light, and then, spin your entire like around your whole body at the same time and it just takes a it takes like a couple days to get used to this and you spin a blue tornado all around your entire body as you're bringing that light into the center of the heart and then you exhale it in a violet light and you say i release all negativity from my past present and future and it will like kind of just bring your day and it's so easy so quick i'm actually working with Washela. she's going to be making a meditation around that so yes, that's so it. Like I've been doing that and this is it. Like the consciousness is real because I've been doing a lot of activation of the Merkaba. So okay. top tetrahedron, lower tetrahedron, okay. you know, two tetrahedron superimposed, oh, yeah. like okay. activating the Merkaba, bringing light into the top, bringing light into the bottom, spinning it as a vortex in my heart, and then mm-hmm. activating the Merkaba to now go into the quantum hologram realms of all of you beings and, yeah. you know, start to adjust some of the mal energies that you may be feeling or facing, but this is it. Like how you can start a morning arising, right? With a a glass of your sacred elixir, drop it in meditation, activate your bio field, and then gain the wisdom from the divine consciousness that connects us all. So it's an amazing thing. And I love that, how you shared that with my listeners, because again, waking up is what we're about. And when we bat our eyes, as soon as we wake up, that's purpose. You have purpose in you and how much you can connect and provide and also change the frequency that is happening on planet earth. So that's amazing, Heidi. I love that. So I love that little like hack um, that you do. So how can um, people find you? That's like another thing I wanted to let people know because I know you and Thaddeus are doing some magic. (laughs) It's amazing. Yes. And so I actually quit my job. I'm transitioning from my career. I've been an artist my whole life and I'm actually like stepping away from that. And I'm moving into just doing this full time. So okay. I'm going to be creating the podcast and I've got a lot of creation and content. I'm working with Wishayla and some other people. Right. Um, Yes, I know. I'm so excited. So uh, we're working on our website right now, but primalhacker.com is going to be the website with the hub and you're like, and I hopefully within like another month or two, we'll have like a whole roadmap of how you can click on, like, if you want to know more about conscious parenting, if you want to know more about light and EMF environments, that's a lot of stuff my husband and I talk about. Um, So we'll have a roadmap on our website. So it's primalhacker.com right now. And people can also follow us on Instagram and that's primalhacker. Um, we don't do a ton with Instagrams. So we're trying to pull away from the matrix, you know, I feel like it, right? <laughs> but I'm also on Facebook and Heidi Syme on Facebook. So friend me and I'm pretty, um, I, I share a lot with my family and uh, travels and Kundalini on that channel. Right. So, awesome. Yeah. Awesome. So yes, you'll have to check her out, check out her and Thaddeus on primalhacker.com. But these, again, these individuals that I bring on this podcast is just you feel the energy, you feel the passion, you feel the flow of the conversation because this is what we do believe as our truths. So that's it. I love how you came on, Heidi. You gave us your truths. If you have any last words for our listeners, now's your chance. Yeah. So usually when I'm done with the podcast, I have a a really great quote from Dr. Joe Dispenza that I like to share. And I just remind people like, 
I'm going to probably get teary eyed. Um, you know, like in this day and age, there's, there's a lot, right? Like we, we have a lot that we have to deal with and we can be as high vibe and spiritual and do all the right things. And there's still life. Right. Right. So I was just out in San Diego and in Los Angeles. And I, there's a lot of people that were just walking the streets and whatever. And I just want to remind people, like, if you find yourself in a situation and it's, you know, you don't know what to do, like, what would love do? Let those words sink in. Everybody just close your eyes for a moment and just listen to me. If you find yourself in a situation and you don't know what to do, just think to yourself, what would love do in this moment? Wouldn't the world be a better place if you chose love, right? So. There you have it. No, I'm okay. <laughs> right, 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 left, up, down, and centered, baby. That is it. That's the stuff that I like to hear. Just sh shine it to the cosmos through this right. podcast. And, and that's it. Drop into that space of love, everyone, and expand yourself. Put yourself out there. Hug people and, and just yeah. embrace the, the connection ability that we have on this planet. And if we all step into that place of love, we rise. Together, we fly. United, we fly. And this is it. So to end, I am going to do a light language transmission for you on prosperity, for your business, for your endeavors, for all of that you are. So I will begin here. Let me drop into my space. Oh, that was lovely. So amazing. It made me, it made my lips vibrate. I'm not kidding. Like my whole body. I am vibrating like crazy too. Okay, oh I've been vibrating. This is Epic. amazing. This connection was so real. We'll have to do it again. We'll Anytime. See you in the, the dream realms again. It's amazing. I, I love it. We all are right. connected. So I hope you all have enjoyed this share and I'm looking forward to sharing Mo. More, 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 more. I'm like, who's Mo? I'm like, oh, backwards, oh, like, all coming in. Like, this is amazing. So, again, thank you for joining us. And I hope you have a lovely rest of your day or night, wherever you are. And until then, namaste. <laughs> Bye, everyone.